Hi, this is Al Fuentes. Welcome to the Self-Empowerment Experience. Join me and my guests on a journey of their stories of their lives and how they have found themselves, found empowerment through everyday life. It's inspiring, it's uplifting, it's exciting. People from all walks of life come on the program to share their tools, their resources, their insights, so that you may benefit from them. Thank you for stopping by and tuning in. So, Shannon, welcome to the Self-Empowerment Experience. Uh, Shannon Woodruff is with us in the house, and I'm really excited today because I don't know a lot about you. Oh, that's true. We'll have a lot to talk about. And I've had a lot of people on that have been friends or clients or people that I I know, but in just a short amount of time, this person I want to get to know more, I want to talk more. When we had a conversation on the phone, it was amazing to hear or see you be able to create such a reality for yourself. And anyone who can quickly and powerfully create a reality of their true dream job or their true dream life, all right, that person's special. That person has magic. And this whole point of this podcast is to share uh, that magic with the world because what people do, the more they hear, the more they experience, the more they realize their own magic and how they can relate to people's stories. And that's what's really surprising about this whole process is that I'm always in on learning about people. But also, I think it can be really underestimated for you to realize how much your journey alone and your just existence matters to the world. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it can be when we're when we're in our own little bubble, if you will, like what kind of impact am I making? How can I? We all have a little spark that we want to share and, and a message or our, our soul's mission. And like, how can we share it? How can we get it out? And you saying, you know, it matters. Um, how we get it out is by identifying it, I think, and truly like identifying what that that feeling or that word or that message or that purpose is and and just choosing it over and over and over Hmm. if i remember on our call though Mm -hmm. that identifying it was as much to do with identifying yourself as it was identifying it it kind of the it came second to the self right definitely so tell me about that part of the story first just for context yeah let's fast forward to exactly the job you have and where you're at now and then we can rewind to how we got there that's a fun way to approach my story right which is still unfolding and i think the next chapters will be even more fun and expansive (laughs) huge huge yeah so i am creative director for a personal and spiritual transformation brand called guidely and Guidely aims to connect people who are looking for coaching and mentorship with qualified, impactful, professional, spiritual mentors and coaches. And you've interviewed some really big people. Huge people. So I have interviewed Gary Zukoff, author of Seed of the Soul. I've interviewed Dr. Sue Mortar. I've interviewed um, Anil Chandwani of the Osho Foundation. Mm-hmm. I've, I've interviewed uh, about a dozen um, really well-known kind of spiritual People. authors, speakers, leaders. Yeah, and that's when and we had gotten introduced uh, by a dear friend of both of ours, uh, Kim, and she or you pointed me to your Facebook page, and I'm like, 
who is this girl? <laughs> She's interviewing these really big, and, and again, I didn't know most of them, but then when I looked them up, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are yeah. legitimate, like real deal people in this space doing some really big things. The one guy has been on Oprah many times. and he, He's been on, Gary Zukav has been on Oprah more times than I think any other guest. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's like, 35 times. And so. so that's the end of the right, the end of the moment right now. Right. There's so much more ahead so for much you more. that's even going to get bigger and more expansive, like we said. But just so you all know, that's where she's at now, which is like, crazy. Like, how time. did I get here? I'm just a girl. <laughs> no, I'm you're not. just a girl with a spark. And nope. I have goosebumps talking about it. Yeah. But that's the point where you're not. Right. You're not just uh, mm-hmm. anything. And when I felt you and and got to talk to you just for a short amount of time. I'm like, this, the magic in the beauty in the soul, there's a lot of juice there that I want to be able to talk about and share. So now we can go backwards. Yeah, let's go backwards. How, what, where did this all start, uh, the journey of uh, self and figuring it out? And- yeah, well, um, it started, you know, I had a not the easiest childhood and um, was kind of out on my own pretty young. I graduated high school at 17 and and I was always achieving. I was always producing. I was always hustling. I was kind of in survival mode my whole my whole life, really. Mm-hmm. And I started a business. Um, I got married young. I had kids young. And I started a business with the support of my husband. I opened a brick-and-mortar baby boutique. And we opened up in fall of 06. Okay. So Perfect timing. Perfect timing for no business ever. <laughs> we opened up. I had an SBA loan, a dream in my heart, two little babies, and this beautiful shop. I knew that I wanted to spread love and light in my community and, and be a safe place for mamas and babies because that's the world I was in at that time. So we opened up. It was a really fun ride that ended really sadly. You know, we ended up closing our doors Everybody went bankrupt, every small business, really. I came home and I had an SBA loan of um, over a hundred grand, you know, and that's devastating for a young couple with two kids. And my husband said, you got to find a way to make money from home. So I did everything. I did bookkeeping. I did babysitting. I did, I started selling my goods off online that I had left over from the shop. And when I started selling those goods off, I was introduced to the world of online marketplaces like Etsy and eBay. And my husband got me a sewing machine for Christmas one year. Can you mark a date, like a rough time? Yeah, I would say this is like 2008. Okay, 2008. So a couple years have gone by. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since I opened, I closed. We were open for about a year and a half. Sure. I closed, I grieved, I had bins full of beautiful (laughs) boutique merchandise in my garage. I mean, this is really hard on a marriage, too. Right? Oh, I can't only imagine. I'm now unable really to work. We have two small kids. There's no jobs. The economy is tanked. We have this huge SBA loan hanging over our head. It was extremely stressful. Mm. So part of my survival and kind of pulling myself out of that was the sewing machine. So my husband gifts me a sewing machine. And I start sewing things for my girls. Oh, he didn't yell, make me some clothes. No, no, but he did always yell me about sewing him something random. So he's like, you sew for everyone else and not me. So that little creative passion, um, I started selling my goods online on Etsy and locally, turned into a real business. Uh, Hustle Mama has put out over 75,000 pieces of merchandise. At one point, I had five women working for me. And this is all from our guest room. That creativity is really what being able to create things and make things out of nothing 
was kind of my saving grace, if you will. But I got to this point with this business, which was successful. I was doing over six figures a year. I was working from home. I was, you know, there for our kids. And I was still, like, burnt out. I was not fulfilled. And I was hustling nonstop. I was going to bed thinking about the 150 open orders and supply issues. And right. It's called Hustle Mama, right? Is that it's what called Hustle Mama. So just for a moment in time, what I'm hearing, and I'd love you to confirm this or not, is you used your creative, beautiful creative juices. However, it was still fueled by a lot of energy that was more intense or more mm-hmm. uh, lower in vibration, right? Definitely, like a scarcity. Like, right. I got to keep up, I got to keep up. Hence the name Hustle Mama. Right. Literally is bred from that kind of energy, right? Yeah. And now that you've got this six-figure job, you've done a lot of beautiful things, created something out of nothing. It's interesting how when we fuel ourselves with negativity or this mm-hmm. energy that mm-hmm. comes from survival or from scarcity, you're now at this point where you're like, okay, right. I've got all this stuff. Why don't I feel fulfilled? What was the, then what happened? What happened in the mind or the soul of the being? Yeah, so I said to my husband, I, I can't do this anymore. I need to do something different. I know, I know. I can only imagine your I know, husband he's looking like, at you like, are okay. you freaking kidding me? He, he calls it my, um, I love Lucy moments. He's like, okay, Lucy, or um, Laverne and Shirley. He's like, God, you always have something, right? But I do always have something. Sure. So I said, I'm going to, I've got to find something else to do. So I signaled to the universe, let's, let's change it up. Can, you ask, can I ask you about that? Yeah. Because I have yet to hear, I know creative comes from the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And the channeling and the abilities. Were you aware of any of that stuff? Are you, the language you're using now, were you aware, like, hey, universe at the time? Or tell me more about that piece. You, yeah, I would love to. You know, I was really into personal and spiritual development in my teen years when I was kind of lost and looking for things. And I dove deep into, you know, pretty heady works for that time, um, Edgar Casey, we actually mentioned a little bit about mm-hmm. him. Seventeen-year-olds um, don't read Edgar Casey work. I don't. You said who? You know? Yeah. Uh, pro, no. And so, you know, I was pretty deep into that, and then I shelved that piece of myself to become a mom and a wife and a business owner, and I was not fully integrating all parts of my soul into this experience here on Earth. Mm, interesting. And I can recognize that, and and I'll get to the point where I did. And that's how I got where I am. Mm. So I said to my husband, I need to do something different. He's like, okay, you know, and year again, uh, this would be actually, I know right when it was, it was 2016. Wow. So for seven years, Hustle Mom was very successful. Wholesale accounts across the country. Great business. I have my own dedicated studio, machines, women working for me. Um, Seemed like it was on autopilot. Yet I wasn't going to my kids stuff at school. Hmm. I needed someone to help me around the house. I wasn't present because I was so engaged in this business. So a friend posts on Facebook, I'm my digital marketing agency is hiring someone part-time for social media. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to give it a shot because I've grown my business so much on social media. So I go to work for this agency um, for a couple years, a year and a half or so, and um, the agency folded. And it was a a weird story. And my client group approached me and said, hey, will you write us a contract? 
And overnight, I became a digital marketing agency owner. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. And clients came out of nowhere. So, so there's still some magic there we got to unpack. I know. Because you're sitting there, you tell your husband, I got to do something different. And Did you meditate? Did you do anything? Tell me, was there a deep like release or? It's, it's always been surrender. Ah, okay. Surrender. Can you define that yeah, for like, you? Surrender is I know something greater is coming my way and clearing the path by not holding on to what's no longer serving. I would not have had bandwidth to step into any of these next chapters if I was still clinging on to what I knew was no longer serving me out of scarcity. Right. Or even clinging on to scarcity itself, right? Right. So surrender, to define it from what I'm hearing you say, is more of a letting go of what is and allowing and trusting what is going to be. Yeah. Even though I don't know what that will be. How did you reconcile the scary feeling in that? Did, was there even one, or was there such a truth in you where you're just like, I don't feel scared, I just am gonna let go? No, lie. it's definitely scary. How so, did you reconcile the scary? Well, I would just keep my safety net because I thought I knew best, you know. Like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep this a little bit of this, just in case this the universe doesn't come through or this doesn't work <laughs> out, right? So I really didn't really surrender. I oh, surrendered okay. some, and not all. And that's probably the real surrender is what led me to where I am now. Was there a prod that did that? Because often the universe doesn't, people like you who are as magical as you are, the universe doesn't let you get away with too much. Right. So what do you mean by that? (laughs) So the universe has conked me overhead many times Mm -hmm. because uh, I do have to walk a very clear path. Mm -hmm. And if I just get into the berm, the berm isn't just a casual berm. The universe is like, hey, bud, why don't you just kind of move back over? <laughs> the berm is typically some kind of nails that I step on, bloody, bleeding, fall over in the cactus. Now, not in real life, but the metaphorical experience of that would be my berm is like very painful. Mm. So I don't have a lot of bandwidth before the universe snaps me back mm. to more center. Um, which I'm grateful for because I don't want the bandwidth. Right. I don't want to have enough right. to get too far off path. No, um, no, I, I do. I excel at almost anything I want to do. So there, the measure isn't nails, stepping on nails or whatever. The measure is this internal satisfaction and this internal compass. Um, so you just kept, you held on to this safety net mm-hmm. and there was an uncomfortableness still inside of you. Right. And you were just like, okay. And then did you meditate on it? Did you tune into it? Where were you at with all that? Um, or are you just casual? I'm asking questions knowing the answers, but I'm still asking them anyway. Because you're so casually good at what you do. You're just like, eh. I was still pretty in hustle mode at that point. Like, um, a lot of masculine energy driving Mm -hmm. my efforts. So do, 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 produce, 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 connect, connect, connect. Um, That's how I'll make the money. That's how I'll be successful. Okay. So this is 2016. 2016. I... Fall into being a, a digital marketing agency owner. Clients come out of nowhere. I do six figures my first year. I'm working maybe 15 hours a week. It's literally the dream, right? Mm. It's what everyone says. This is it. Still, still not that spark. Still not fulfilled. Mm. So that's when um, I took I took basically 2018 and 2019, and I went deep into personal and spiritual development. Because I was working only 15 hours a week. I was making six figures. I had the bandwidth to really identify who I am. Yeah. 
Is your husband going, who is this girl throughout this process? Probably. I've been like 20 different wives in our 16, 17 years Keeps together. It fresh. For sure. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, we'll go through phases when, you, when you're transforming so much, as I have, where we don't know each other. Mm. And then we know each other on a much deeper level. Um, now, does he do work too? Uh, no, not really. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, what's his first name? His name is Wade. Okay, got him. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, keep going. Yeah, we, we, we can will. sprinkle that in. So, um, 2018, 2019, owning and operating a digital marketing agency, couple people working for me, successful, six figure years, still not happy. Okay, what's it gonna take, right? What's it gonna take to really be happy and be fulfilled? Um, and my message would be it's, it's not doing, it's not doing, it's just a way of being and embodying less doing, less producing. Yeah. So when you were kind of going on this inner journey mm -hmm. and digging in, was there any specific, uh, thing that really sparked it for you? Was it the collection of it all? Was there one moment or one technique or one book or is there any of that? Yeah, I did a course. I did an online course um, with a Kundalini business coach. Okay. And so I took this course called the Ascension Academy. And it was like a six week intensive with other women. So I had community for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, am I too no, far? You're, no, okay. you're good. I had community and support in a spiritual and personal way that I had not experienced probably ever in my life. And, um, I took this course thinking, well, this is how I'm going to inject soulful spiritual offerings into my marketing business. And I kept trying to do that. I was making courses and going after switching up my branding and my messaging and nothing was really sticking. So, um, I guess those were my nails. Like the universe did not deliver in because yeah. I was trying to force how it was going to be done. Sure. The universe is like, we've had enough of this from you. Right. Enough male action, force, yeah. energy, enough grind. You've exhausted that path now. Are you ready? And you're gonna, you, we're going to continue to give you dead ends until you pay attention. Definitely. Yeah. That was it. Like the dead ends kept coming up. And I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I really surrender. End of 2019. So just six months ago. I really surrender. And this time I didn't say it. I felt it. Mm -hmm. Tell me, can you describe it or no? It's, uh, it's okay if you can't because yeah. it's really hard to. No, I can. It's like, it is like, um, it's like when you have a beautiful table set for a meal. Maybe it's Thanksgiving, right? And there's the tablecloth underneath and you just, poof, like everything's still there, but this tablecloth now is gone. So it was like that. All right, I'm really going to let go of control. I know that I could show up in any situation and be successful, but I want to be fulfilled. So whatever that's going to look like, I'm open. And, and I don't need to know when or how or what it's going to look like. Wow. How long did it take? Month. <laughs> and during that month, I stayed light. I stayed light and I meditated I meditated a lot those two years, Sure. but I meditated on, um, one particular mantra. Can I share it? Okay. This is Are like, you kidding me? it's the magic mantra. Sure. 
um, the most delightful opportunities are hovering in my field. Mm. And that was it. Like I just kept it light a couple minutes a day uh, and, and it worked over and over. So um, during that time, I created like a program for teens on mindfulness, channeled right out of me. Um, I really just was able to play and stay light and have fun. And it took a month, and I got a call from a marketing client who said, um, hey, I'm thinking about this venture. Maybe there's a place for you in it. Are you still doing some of this marketing piece? I said, yes, I'm taking new clients. I'm just showing up the best, most lightest way possible. I'd love to serve you in this way. I put together a little package. I send it back, and him and his partner call me on the phone, and they say, well, thanks for sending that, but this may be way out of left field, but how would you feel about this piece instead? And this piece was interviewing these authors, mentors, speakers, coaches, having these meaningful conversations in front of our audience of 2 million people. I was like, oh, here it is. Here's the thing. Hmm. Like I never could have created that. I never could have hustled my way into that. That's huge. Yeah. I want to talk about a few things that I'm experiencing and feeling and, and seeing in you. I, and I love how beautifully unknown we are to each other. Right. Um, but there's some things in there that really had to have taken place and did take place. And as you started to describe the last six months and um, really meditating, I felt the, your emotion rise up. Because there was a different level of, and it's making me emotional, um, of falling in love with yourself um, that took place, that came without action, that came without some external variable, that came from a place where you got to see yourself in stillness and then greet that person. And at first it was like, what was that? Right? Do you remember? Yeah. Because I can hear it and I can feel it. Yeah. And then you're like, but your intuition goes, oh, yeah, I, I, that, I want more of that. Right. And then you kept feeling it and feeling it to the point where that became your teacher. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. This level of intimacy that you had to have taken yourself to, I really want you to understand how magical it is. And here's the challenge. And it is a challenge. You are so casually, universally, like, connected. Is that a great description? Uh, yeah, 100%. To the point where you don't even know how big your magic is. And, and, and I would call that the Michael Jordan effect. And Michael Jordan, that dude was just gifted. To the point he didn't even know how he did what he did. Right. Now, I know there's this new thing out there about him... Uh, on ESPN and, and stuff like that, but it, and it talks about his mentality. And yeah, his, and I haven't even looked in. Or clients will tell me about it. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I know about yeah. it. Yeah, because I don't have ESPN or any of that. So, um, but he has this crazy like competitiveness and this intensity and this almost such an aggressiveness. And but there was something more than that that he was because that may have been how he externalized it, but none of that 
made him fly through the air. None mm -hmm. of that made him truly be able to do what he did. There was a different thing. There's an essence. And the Michael Jordan-esque experience that he, he knew, he never understood fully. Therefore, he could never teach it. He was a horrible coach, by the way. <laughs> he didn't last very long as a coach. If he only knew the magic in which he did or how he made the magic he made, not only would he have been able to do it so much more, but then he would have been able to share it. Mm. Michael Jordan effect. Yeah. You yeah. are so casually connected and gifted from this place of your soul being. It is amazing. But there are some beautiful things you did, even as a casual person. One of them was, for some people, and there's going to be people listening who aren't going to necessarily be able to quantify it because you make it sound so simple and easy. <laughs> but it really is meant to be that simple and easy. The letting go is definitely hard, and, mm -hmm. and the feeling and the releasing of, of things is definitely hard. And I can speak to that too, but if you can just allow yourself to love and see yourself above anything else, even if you hang on to some safeties or securities, that's where it starts. And that's the number one thing that you did. Yeah, and, and it, it boiled down to unpeeling years and years or maybe lifetimes worth of worthiness. Mm. I had to see myself, I had to come to know myself as worthy, regardless of any things I owned or money I made or car mm. I drove or shoes I wore, mm. like just as a human. Sure. And that was in the story because how it sounded mm -hmm. was proving and pushing and working mm -hmm. and grinding and forcing and being and having to, to do, do, do so you could be, be, be. Right. And from a place of not enough. Yeah. And as graceful as you made it all sound, there is still that, there was still that in you for a lot of the time. Because even as a younger kid, there was this piece of you that always felt like you had to prove and carry. Mm -hmm. And the carry was a big thing for you. Mm -hmm. Carry your own weight, carry weight of others, and that quick responsibility that you had. Now, I don't know this other than tuning into it right. in this moment. And um, but that was a big deal. And those times, especially as a child and looking around going, oh, I guess I'm the one that has yeah. to be responsible. Yeah. Um, I'm the one that has to carry all of this that internalize into carrying the weight of life. Right. And then you go into your relationships with Wade, right? Mm -hmm. And the children and it's natural and the business and now the mm -hmm. money and you're just now fulfilling a destiny of having to carry mm -hmm. everything in mm -hmm. life. And so what's amazing though is still a ton of gracefulness, this ton of magic. And you were casually so connected to this beautiful being I see in front of me. The stars in your eyes, and the camera would never be able to pick it up. And, <laughs> but to be able to see literally the soul on the surface, and you're one of those people, not everyone has that in their eyes. Uh, you definitely, your soul's in front of you, and it's also in and up too, but it's there. Uh, it's, a, it's a profound and it's easy to see your story and your journey. It's really fun. So I want people to know that we all have our stories. There's always this really interesting journey, as scary as it all is, ultimately comes down to something simple. When you can truly love and see yourself, 
that's when you get to the place you're at now. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I love how you, like you said, I, I do it so casually. I've always felt like I straddled, you know, two different worlds, really. Mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm not here. And I've tried to teach it. That was like my last two years, like, okay, well, I think I want to try and teach this or coach this, or how do I share this magic? And I thought I knew how it looked, was supposed to look like. But when I let go of that and just said, okay, I was able to just identify three words, okay? Um, share, shine, and create. Mm. And if I can do those in any situation I'm in, that became like my personal kind of, you know, just being able to fall back on those. Okay, well, does this allow me to, this is what my soul needs here. Any situation I go into. Share, mm -hmm. shine, and create. And share could be communicate, mm -hmm. but it's really about sharing light and, you know, these deeper meanings and truths that we're here to unlock. Um, shine as in just being myself and letting my soul shine through and create and creating is just an integral part of who I am. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's not painting. Maybe it's graphic design. Maybe it is painting, sewing, cooking, gardening, just creating while I'm here and playing. Yeah. I want to define that in a different way for you, not from a need to change it, just so you have another texture to it yeah. so you can really understand your magic. Because again, it's you, you're still scratching the surface of how magical you really are. I, and I love it. You're such a good cheerleader. It's so fun. <laughs> it's not even, I, it, for me, I, and I, tell, I literally tell people, I'm not here to, to be a rah-rah for you. I, I literally just see and I speak, and that's how it works. So for you, um, the share is something, that, the, it's the shine part I want to talk about first. Mm. And the reason why I want to talk about the shine is because sitting here, there is such a energy that comes out of you from a depth but not from a humanness. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people out there that try to project their humanness out in, a, in a, any way. And it's not wrong or bad, it's, it's okay. But for somebody to master the projection of their soul and not their humanness, that's where your shine is. Yeah. That's a big deal and that has to come, has to come from being at peace with self. Mm -hmm. There's no other way, place that comes from. Because when you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to shine from this place of being. Mm -hmm. And I can be in this place because I'm at peace. Just so you know, you're doing that here and now. And it's a really amazing thing. I love that. What a beautiful definition. Someone told me I went to Costa Rica on a meditation retreat last year. And that was a huge step for me. I took myself there. Um, the act of booking that retreat uh, was a devotion to myself mm. you know I've been a mom I am a mom I have a 15 year old a 13 year old and a 10 year old all girls well yeah and a business and a husband and a life and all this you know the act of saying this sacred time and this is a dream of mine and I'm gonna go do this five or six days I had all of my stories playing oh you don't you're not worthy you don't deserve this what about the money why should you know all these stories and I worked through them with my coach and mentor. Um, and we worked through it together. And I believe so much in having someone to really shine a new lens on, on our mm -hmm. stories. 
Um, and I was there, and one of the women on the retreat said to me, and it's probably the most beautiful compliment I've ever gotten, and she said, you carry a lot of lights. And I think that's another way of saying what you just told me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's front and center, and it's in mm -hmm. the soul, and in, as you get more powerful, the energy, the beingness just continues to ripple, and that's what the major effect on the world is. Um, so share, shine, and create. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the share. The share, from what I'm hearing from you, is sharing from the inside out, right? There's not a focusing on the outcome mm. type of share mm -hmm. for some thing that needs to happen or even uh, a measured share, which would be, I'm going to share a little bit, see how they respond, share a little bit more. It's just a free place that you're sharing from the inside out. However it lands, it lands. However, it, it, it is experience is experience, but it is me coming from that core. Mm -hmm. That's your share, right? Yeah, definitely. Talk about that. Cause... I will, because I've had to work to that, and I'm still working to it. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm being interviewed right now, kind of, but we're having a conversation. Sure. Well, I show up on our platform in front of potentially 2 million people, mm -hmm. and I can often switch back into my masculine hustle. Do I have my questions right? Have I done my research? Um, you know, is there too much dead time? Am I keeping the conversation going? And Amir, the owner of, of our business, Guidely, um, he said to me, he pulled me out and he said, I want Shannon. I don't care what you know about them and what you don't. Be, it will come through. It will channel. Be curious. Come from that place of your soul. Um, that's, what, that's what you're here for. And so that permission has really allowed me to kind of trust myself, trust that what comes through and what I'm sharing is authentic and of the highest good. Mm -hmm. um, but I still have a lot of that patterning of like performance anxiety, production, hustle that I work through every time I go on camera. Yeah, that energy does um, mess with the technology, by the way. Mm. That's why your technology keeps getting all wonky. Interesting. So if you clean that up, your technology should be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I picked up on it when I was watching a few of the things. Mm -hmm. um, so sharing unconditionally yeah. without outcome in mind, mm -hmm. but from a place of authenticity, mm -hmm. from a place of intention of just wanting to hold space and be love and be present and be connected, right? Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you a lot of times, uh, whether I'm interviewing somebody or just casually talking to somebody, I'm always asking the questions that probably nobody else is or talking about things that most people aren't. And the reason why is because I don't pay attention to their world. I just pay right. attention to them. And right now, what's yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing because you get to open up so much mm -hmm. more to the beingness of who they are. Mm -hmm. And part of that does come from me naturally, like knowing my, my father, and I've talked about him before on this podcast, but his journey to America was so crazy. And so it's, I, I believe that's ingrained in my mind, a fascination with people's stories mm. and how they got here and, what did that mean? And now knowing what I know and doing what I do, it's even deeper because now it's like, okay, there's, I want to know that magic. What's the juice? Share that with me because so many people are looking for that. And yours is different than everyone else's. 
Everyone says, right? Yeah. Everyone's recipe is different. Everyone's sure. magic is different. The commonality comes in the struggle with humanness mm-hmm. and the struggle with loving, knowing, and seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. The struggle of how do you then take what loving, knowing, and seeing yourself is and put it into this world in a way that can um, manifest into anything, whether it be success as a parent or uh, someone as a business person, whether you're an employee or an owner, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But that's why we're here. That's why we talk. That's why you get to share on your beautiful channel, which is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm so grateful every day, you know. And I'm not just grateful for showing up on our channel and talking, having these meaningful conversations that are much like what we're having today. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that when I show up on my team Zoom calls, we start with, how are you feeling today? Mm. We sometimes do breath work. We sometimes meditate together. Yeah. I'm seen. I'm seen and appreciated and able to really show up so authentically in a way that's so rewarding. Um, mm. It's just, it's, it's been really beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. Which brings me to the create piece. Right. Okay, so share, shine, create. Mm-hmm. The create piece for you is that thing where you are putting stuff out, right? Yeah. Tell me more, and I want to, because I'm excited to share the message. So with the marketing piece, you know, I come in with a couple years now, several years, and marketing my own businesses. Um, I'm kind of in charge right now of our social media. I've helped guide our new brand transition. The create piece is um, creating our outgoing message I'm able to, I I do have graphic design background, so I get to play in colors and fonts and and create this aesthetic and this feel that captures people and portrays a message and offers hope or support. Um, Sure. So it's a really fulfilling piece for me at work. And then creating elsewhere, like at home, um, we have a big kitchen table like yours and Last week, we were all kind of in a funk at my house. Three teenage daughters, you can imagine. (laughs) I have no idea. No, I just rolled out all the butcher paper. We got out all of our paints and canvases, and I had found an old pile of Arizona highways on the side of the road, like 1970s. And we cut them up, and we made all these cactus collage art pieces. And Mm. we made probably two dozen pieces of art last week. It was just, Yeah. yeah. Do you understand your deeper create? No. No, and I... I feel like I'm still, I'm still unpeeling it. Can I share it with you? Yeah. Well, at least the messages I'm getting. Yeah. So, um, that's so powerful. Uh, I just have to kind of take yeah. a second. Yeah. Um, okay. So this world that you lived in as a child and, and the journey and the weight and the, and, and the experience that it was, the deeper you knew it wasn't your truth, but the human you knew it was your heaviness and your the thing you had to do. But that deeper soul always talked. To <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to okay. talked through that piece. Yeah. Anytime create came through, it was your soul's voice. Yeah, and it it's like this oldest dearest friend you know 
And it's that familiar. Yeah. And it's that now here's the beautiful humanness in all of us. You took create and with your sheer humanness, you forced it into a grind. Yeah. Which is okay. Mm-hmm. But what now is happening as you've let go of the human space, I want you to realize that create is really more reflection of your soul mm-hmm. and get back to that beautiful little girl mm-hmm. who let it be a reflection of her soul in a way where it's it just is yeah it's funny i have i bought this huge canvas probably last year sometime it's just sitting in my studio and i'm like okay when i when i figure it out again that's when i'm going to touch that mm. So if, you're, if your soul is going to express itself in this moment, and you now know it's really the vehicle of your soul's mm-hmm. expression, and you let go mm-hmm. uh, from the human construct, let your soul paint the picture mm-hmm. of its existence. Wow. And that's not just on that canvas. Right. But that's in your everyday life. That was really powerful. Yeah, it's cool. It's really... It's really cool. Yeah. So you're Michael Jordan. There's a few things. The, sh- the, the, the share is huge because what mm-hmm. you're really doing now in the last more six months than ever before, although you've had glimpses of it, I know, at times, is you are just sharing without this outcome in mind mm-hmm. from a place of being. Not so measured by all the human variables but measured by how you show up in love, mindfulness, intention, presence, being, right? Then your shine just comes not from this force of humanness, but from this letting go and allowing the soul to be out. And create is just really continuing to let your soul show up for you in your life yeah. in this beautiful way. And it could be a, a form for your, you know, your some of your team. It could be a graphic it could be anything mm-hmm. but it's everything to do with your soul now yeah well and i keep getting like play like taking it back to play mm-hmm. uh, and not not for external validation or consumption even but really yeah. just keeping it playful yeah and creativity in the soul like if you think about this for you mm-hmm. Humans have taken creativity and everything that comes in, we got to put out. Yep. Because the humanness thinks that that's how it's supposed to work. But how it works with the universe is when we create, and this is any creator out there, and I've talked to many who struggle with this. Mm-hmm. They feel like every idea, every thought, everything needs to get out there. And they, they actually dilute not only their power, but they dilute their creativity. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of creativity this way, as, as thoughts come in and we let them come in and then we take them back up, with ourselves and then they come in and we take them back up and new ones you may create 10 or 20 things in your head and you just let them stay in this kinetic energy mm-hmm. and that's really important the kinetic energy so a build energy build energy and you, and not that you aren't or anyone else isn't powerful enough to take any one of those and make them reality because we can right but if we let them build into kinetic energy and that speed and if that thing circles and circles and spins and spins and, and faster and faster and more and more powerful, not only is the sheer force of your connection with the universe and soul getting greater and greater, but then what spins out of that 
those are the ones that really have such momentum and such gravity to them that they really are kind of taking a life of their own. Right. So for you even, that play is huge. Mm -hmm. And letting go of the humanness of output, output, mm -hmm. output, output, is just know that the, the creative mm -hmm. is this beautiful uh, momentum that's meant to build. And you can do 10 things in your head and put them, kick them back up and go, oh, that felt really good. And <laughs> you can complete them in your mind even. Yeah. Well, yeah, what a beautiful permission. Yeah. Oh, I think that's, you know, I really, I, I damaged my relationship with that ability and that aspect of myself by, by <laughs> using it um, in a way that I needed to to survive. Yeah. But it needs to be healed. I, I recognize that that's a piece that that is wanting to be healed and seen and, mm. and uncovered in this beautiful new way. That's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. It's truly time to play with it all yeah. and have fun and know that not all of them are meant to spin out into reality, mm -hmm. but the ones that will, you you won't be able to mistake them, especially you because you're so freaking possible. <laughs> uh, they will just happen for you more than you will even try. Well, and it's been like that with anything that's truly meant to happen. You know, it yeah. comes out like magic. <clears throat> it channels out. It spins out. It's, it's fun and it's yeah. effortless. And let's speak to a little bit of the not only allowing, because that was one thing you did, permissions, mm -hmm. another thing, and just uh, releasing and letting go and truly letting go and allowing yourself to want more for yourself. A thing that I share with people, and I know it's something that you did, which is another part of the magic of who you are, is you truly accepted the human you've been. Right? Yeah. What did that feel like for you? Tell me more about when you are looking at the loan that you got and the the way you did the Etsy business and the creative business there, the way you did everything, including maybe how you parented your children. Yeah. How, how did you reconcile all that in your mind? It's interesting. I just had this conversation a couple of days ago with, <laughs> with someone very dear to me. And um, my daughter, uh, is she has an eating disorder, okay. my, my middle daughter. And my dear friend said to me, we're about a month or so into treatment with her. And he said, um, where, where are you with guilt? And it was said with such love. Mm -hmm. He was really asking me how I was feeling. And I said, you know, I believe, and I embody this belief, and it's taken me a long time to get here, but I believe that we sit up there before we come down and we look at the script mm -hmm. together and we all say, oh yeah, that, that's your part right there. That's my part. Okay, you ready to go? Ready to jump down and do this? When you look at your life here, your time here with that lens, how could you feel guilt? You know? 100%. We came here to do these parts and heal these pieces and see and be seen and love and be loved. Um, but I had to, I, and I'm still, you know, looking at myself through that lens. Okay. Maybe these weren't the right choices, but they're the, all the choices that led you here today. Sure. It's a great way to say it. Um, and it's true, 100% true. Before we come in, we know exactly the path. And we're like, yeah, I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. And then we jump in. The problem is, is when we jump in, we forget, we forget. that we agreed to that yeah. and that we knew all of that. And so now the humanness is natural of guilt or this or that or the mm -hmm. other. But when you can remind yourself or go back or get the gift of this wisdom mm -hmm. of knowing, and it's, it's a real truth. So for anyone listening, 
this role that you've played in your life, in the lives of others, it's been a part of everyone's story and every piece and every act and all meant for all of us to grow and evolve. And it was what you did at the time because it's what you knew at the time and it's all we could do. And the only way we can evolve from that now is to be free of it, not punish ourselves from it, right. not let it keep coming to today. Because if you keep bringing that to today, yeah. it never stays in the past. Right. And so it's a beautiful thing. Another way to look at the humanness um, is this. It's, it's kind of like being on a stranded island. Mm -hmm. And you, you're like, okay, like, there's the mainland. And for whatever reason, you can't swim and no one can hear you and you're just there. Um, so for all those people who are, well, I'll just swim if I can see it, like, you know, for whatever reason, here's your only choice. You've got to build a raft. Okay. So let's just take the analytical mind out of it. You have to build a raft. You've never been trained to build a raft. There's mm -hmm. no manual and there's just the stuff on the island. Okay. Dead trees, dead this, you know, uh, you make ropes out of vines, whatever else it right. is. So you do this probably two, three, four, 20, 50 times, depending. Um, and most up until the last version is mm -hmm. going to be some level of failure and sinking. So then you build <laughs> is the this raft our, our incarnation. <laughs> well, the raft is the raft. raft and so raft. we finally build this raft, right? Right. How pretty does it look? Mm, it's not very pretty. It's probably like it's going to look right? really janky. Yeah. Because we just used what we could yeah. with what we had at the time. Mm -hmm. And then we get across. When we're on the other side and we, the, we have this raft at the shore, and now we're on the mainland, and everything's there for us. When we look back at that raft, what do we think? Thanks for getting me here safely. For sure, right? Yeah. Um, it's not about how pretty it looked. It's mm. about what it did for us. Mm -hmm. It got us to the mainland. Mm -hmm. I have a raft that's got a lot of jankiness to it mm -hmm. from multiple divorces and a lot of personal punishment, physical punishment, and all these other things in my stories of my life just because I didn't know. I yeah. just didn't know. And I'm, and there's not vulnerability because there's I'm not weak with it. it mm -hmm. There's not needing to be humble because it's not humbleness. It's just mm -hmm. authenticity. It just was my story. Yeah. And and so we look at that raft with gratitude, right? Because it got us here. And here's the other thing: Are you going to take that raft, strap it to your back, and carry it with you on land? No. Why? Yeah. Wouldn't need to. Leave the raft. It got you here. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. You leave it. Yeah. Because you no longer need to carry it or to have it with you to mm -hmm. exist in this, this, this new world that you live in. Yeah. You might grab a piece here or there just for like, maybe I can use some of this vine. Maybe mm -hmm. I can do this or that. But for the most part, you're going to leave yeah. most of the raft. I'd like to go back a little bit um, to my guilt and, yeah. and talk about something that we haven't really talked about here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm flipping it a little bit. No, that's but, not flipping. I can tell you it sounds good. It's going to be perfect. Um, when I say I don't have a lot of guilt, it doesn't mean I'm not feeling what's happening. Okay. And I'm not experiencing every human emotion throughout this journey. You know, I believe that that's a huge part of why we're here, is to have the full range and expression and experience of these beautiful and painful and terrible and amazing emotions. Yeah. And I'm not bypassing that. I'm just not allowing guilt to, to be a part of that recipe. I hear you, and I hear where that's going to go for you. Do you mind if I share where that's going to go? No. So there's an understanding as a humanist that's 
really beautiful there. First and foremost, that there's all these different uh, emotions. We're not being numb. We're mm -hmm. not oblivious. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to pretend they're not there. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. That's what you said, right? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, you're not going to have any guilt that you're going to carry to hold yourself back, to keep yourself suppressed in your soul, your life, your business. That's also what you're saying, right? Yep. You're experiencing them without letting them uh, affect you. Yeah. yeah. Affect your love and light. Mm -hmm. You're appreciating the humanness in them, but you're you're not losing yourself in the process. That's mm -hmm. essentially when you remove guilt, what you're doing. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Okay. Fear, pain, wrong, right, all that stuff. As you evolve and where I, I truly see you heading is um, seeing it as an elevated state of almost like strings on a guitar. You have, you have all these strings on a traditional six-string guitar. They all have different tones to them. Uh, there's very low tones all the way to high tones. One string is fine. You can make something with one string, and especially if you move your fingers up and down on the scale, and you can make some. You add a few more strings, you make more music, you add all the strings and all kinds of different combinations, and you create a beautiful uh, piece of music. Humans interpret them. You're, you're taking, right now, step one was to take the guilt out of it. The second next step would be to see them as beautiful textures without them having uh, the weight of human pain or mm -hmm. hurt or struggle or or um, loss or sadness. Those mm -hmm. emotions are more of a human interpretation, mm -hmm. but the universe sees them as certainly frequencies, lower versus right. higher, but all to create depth, much like a picture. Yeah. The black creates the shadowing and the depth mm -hmm. so that the light colors can then pop, mm -hmm. right? If we look at life and even your children and um, your, your, your middle daughter and in your own way of going, okay, like this is a part of the texture mm -hmm. and the depth and take it from a place of even pain or sadness and you flip it. All of a sudden you still see the vibration that is because it's, it's knowing where that's coming from, it's a lower vibration. Mm -hmm. There's no getting around that. Mm -hmm. But to see it as more of, oh, that's that piece of music and here is a, a different piece of music and the disconnect for for her is allowing herself to heal from not only a past life but a present life of feeling because it, it kind of they kind of blend together um, that she is seen that's it in in this this interpretation in, the, in, in this way is interpreting so that she can figure that mm -hmm. piece of music out yeah. and to be seen. Yeah. And so how she's playing that string right now and what type of music she's playing only gets her to the fact that she is seen, mm -hmm. she, it, it matters. Yeah. And she, in the other piece of it, Again, this is another conversation, but the other piece of it for her is not rejecting her literal human body. Now, that's a different story. That's not necessarily this story, but um, she's having this internal struggle with her human body comes from the special place that she comes from. Mm -hmm. And trying to find harmony with her human body is bigger than anything 
right. construct that you can figure because a lot of people who struggle with their human body, um, well, let me rephrase that. How she struggles with her human body is because it's not her norm. She's yeah. such a light in a world. It's kind of like it feels really out of place, mm -hmm. even though she's actually a part of the greater beauty. Mm -hmm. uh, but humans don't interpret that. But if she looked around at the sun, the moon, the trees, the plants, her energy, her way of consciousness, her way of light and being matches that more than it matches the human construct. And she's still working to reconcile that. Yeah. And then, of course, being seen. I'd like to, I mean, you nailed it with being seen. And, and I was sharing this with someone else's. I have three daughters. And I, I can see, it's exactly how I said it, I can see my oldest daughter. I energetically communicate with her. Mm -hmm. I can see my youngest daughter. We're energetically in communication all the time. <clears throat> and I have not been able to see my middle daughter. Mm since she was born. Um, and, and part of the healing that we're going through is um, trauma healing. So she's having somatic experience treatments weekly. Um, much of this may have stemmed from her birth trauma and she's been carrying this in her body. Um, her adrenals are fatigued. And, and as we're unshelling this, you know, armor and this kind of survival mode and fight or flight that she's been in, I'm seeing her mm. and she's seeing me and mm. I have goosebumps. Like we're communicating on a level that I'm not sure we'd ever get to if we weren't going through this. Right. And that's where the music is. Mm -hmm. That's where the strings are no longer bad, mm -hmm. but they are a part of the music and the depth to create the song. Right. And what a beautiful song. Yeah. So, um, I will add one thing, if it's okay. Absolutely. Um, when you meet her at her realm of her normal place of soul mm -hmm. existence, mm -hmm. when you meet her at her realm of normal place of soul existence, you will understand her. And I, I said something earlier, like there's a rejection to her body. That's mm -hmm. been happening since she was a kid. Mm -hmm. Where she comes from in a beautiful place does not match this realm. A um, place where she comes from, which is a construct that is, it, she's trying to reconcile with a body that isn't normal to where she comes mm -hmm. from. You have this beautiful star energy to you that can go anywhere you want. If you go to her realm and meet her where she's at, you will be able to see her. That's why you haven't been able up until this point. Now you're seeing her because you guys are working through the human mm -hmm. framework of that, which allows you to see her from the human space. But if you go to the, the realm where she, her existence comes from, mm -hmm. it's a different level. Because that girl is super powerful. That's I've heard that, and I haven't been able to see it. Because the realm where her power comes from, yeah. most of her ability, skills, and the way she even digests life... So different. ...doesn't even come from this realm. Right. So she feels so odd here, yeah. literally like an alien, yeah. because... She comes from a realm where most body doesn't exist. Yeah. This framework of emotions, mm -hmm. uh, this um, this working at love thing, mm -hmm. and especially, especially uh, this measure of people. Mm. It's really painful for her. And that, 
because that doesn't exist where she comes from, those are hard places for her, hard things for her to quantify. And I know that because I work with kids that mm -hmm. struggle with this, even adults that, that do. But, but I'm telling you, when she truly feels a part of the norm, mm -hmm. Because she's actually a part of the norm. Right. We're one of the very few realms that have physical bodies right. that struggle with these emotions, yeah. that yeah. love is work, and all these other things. Yeah. When she realizes she's actually a part of the norm. Okay, so how do I get there? How do I meet her there? You would have to go visit her, mm -hmm. her there at that realm. Uh, we can, I can share stuff with you. Um, it probably isn't an on-camera thing or an yeah. on, on podcast thing, but yeah. the, the simple answer to that is it would be some beautiful guidance mm -hmm. for two reasons. One, you're meant to expand there anyway. Right. Um, that's part of the teaching is you uh, letting go of the limitations of how you travel, where you travel, how mm -hmm. high you go, and where you go yes. um, in your universal self in, in meditation. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also uh, because it's a, a, a reminder of where you come from. Because mm -hmm. uh, you're not too far off from that. Uh, you've just done a better job of being able to integrate your humanness here than, than most people do. I, well, I know that I've been an explorer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just know that. Yeah. Well, that's what star energy does. It, 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 mm -hmm. it comes here as a big, bright light. Uh, quite honestly, most people don't make it very far or very long because mm -hmm. it's just, they just don't. Um, but star energy is truly that. It's effortless. It's easy. It's seen. It's big. Um, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't usually last super long. Um, yours will just because you, you are definitely processing it differently. But it's time to bring that back truly in, in front. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's in every bit of your story in essence. It's, it's definitely in your descriptive story of how effortless things have been in a lot of ways. But again, it doesn't mean humanness hasn't been a part of your life. Right. You've said that. Deep, in, deep, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you, and right now, you know, what I'm going through, this is... This is every parent's fear, you know? Sure. It's, it's really, yeah. Every parent's fear when you hear it as a bad song. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm able to steer us to this viewpoint of yeah. appreciating the connection sure. that we're experiencing and the knowledge. and. Yeah. I'll share a little bit more on a deeper level with you mm -hmm. off, off um, yeah. space, um, off of the podcast, but... Um, this it'll be really easy for you um, to do. So I, I really love that you shared your story. I honestly, we could. I feel like we could talk forever. I want to yeah. honor your time. All weekend. <laughs> yeah, I want to honor your time. But more importantly, I wanted people to hear um, so many different things from someone like you, because regardless of your story, the work still has to be there. The self love definitely has mm -hmm. to be there. The being at peace with your humanness has to be there. Mm -hmm. And it's just an acceptance and understanding. It's a peace. It's like, oh, that raft, I'm grateful. Yeah. It's not about how it looked because I did the best with what resources and knowledge I had at the time. Now I, you know, I could probably make a better raft. Right. And if I had more resources, I could 
do a really great job of making it look even prettier. Well, guess what? That's what we're going to do now. We're going to just really beautify our life. And, but those mechanics that you used are really magnificent. And now you get to even take that to the next level. Yeah, and, and I'd like to add, um, you know, I've developed a sense of real trust. Mm. Trust in the universe, trust in my higher self, always coming through for me. Um, and really, really being able to surrender and know, you know, when this whole COVID thing started happening, there was a lot of franticness and mm -hmm. people panicking and um, what if society collapses? What if the virus, you know, takes us all? I was so deep seated in my identity of my soul that I could, I know that I could show up in any situation and still be me and shine, share and create in the best ways I know how. Mm. So... Surrender is an interesting word. I, I'd like you to, to meditate on that word. Mm -hmm. um, just to think about how it really aligns with where you're going. Because mm -hmm. every time you say it, all I hear you say is I'm st I step into myself. Yeah. I step into trust. I step into truth. I step mm -hmm. into um, the universe more. Mm -hmm. And so it's, to me, um, and the only reason I say that is because you're not casually beautiful with it. And some other people um, would take surrender and just let go of all mm -hmm. that is without the stepping in piece. Right. They surrender. Oh, I give up. It's not that. So, so surrender isn't giving up. No, it's. But that's really like if we're, you know, right. in battle times and yeah, stuff, surrender. right? Like I surrender, which means I give up, white flag kind of thing. So a better word is, is like allowing myself to be nurtured. Mm. So I had to process through, and I'm still processing through, and I know this will be an ongoing thing, is worthiness, mm -hmm. not of, of being taken care of by the universe, but then also believing I was worthy of being taken care of mm -hmm. and, and knowing my inherent worth as a soul, yeah. as a piece, a drop, mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. That's actually... One of my pieces of my meditation is, is I go through this part and I get to the point where I am worthy of all that I have and I am worthy of all the abundance that's coming to mm -hmm. me. Because that's a big part of my story too, is mm -hmm. really allowing myself to be worthy. But the, the, the stepping into the trust piece and really being supported by the universe and letting the universe support you. I remember when I finally got my coaching business to a level where it was, it, it was truly... Like the momentum was there, and mm -hmm. I wasn't just living paycheck to paycheck, and, and 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 I was doing everything in person. Now I do most everything on Zoom, but everything was in person. This was many many years ago, and I'm like, all right, I got, I'm good. Like, and then the universe is like, it's time to move to LA. I'm like, wait, what? No, uh, -uh. <laughs> like I literally didn't meditate for a month because I was like, oh, what? I don't want to hear no. what you got to say. <laughs> uh, I, I'm good. Yeah. Life is good. I was living in the perfect spot. I was living. I, I had just met Nikki at the time. Um, so many things were happening in, in perfect alignment. The business was just finally where it was at. Yeah. Um, so to move and leave your all? client base, right? Right. After I've done all this work over so many Ooh. years. And then I finally said, all right, universe, what the heck do you mean? So I sat in meditation, and, and they showed me, and they mapped it out for me exactly what it meant and exactly uh, how it was meant to unfold. 
I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, I understand what you mean now. Okay, I guess I'm moving. So did it unfold that way? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, because the universe had showed me exactly why they wanted me to do that and what it meant for me and how it was going to unfold. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. But the human me was still like, oh, <laughs> no. Because there was no logical or human construct that can reconcile that. The only thing that made that happen was truly trusting and allowing. You said a word. I, I'm trying to pull the word, but I, I'm going to ask you to try to remember it or say it again, but it's getting support from the universe. But you said a specific like word. Like being nurtured. Nurtured, yes. It's such a word. Like Yeah. I, I was really feeling for universal parenting, mm -hmm. if you will, like that, yeah. that little girl, that little child wanting to be taken care of. Yeah. And I mean, you're lucky you got a map. I didn't get a map. Okay. <laughs> I still don't get a map. I just sh show up every day. Like, what's it going to be today? Yeah. And I remember like, okay, going deep into what, how can I tap into that feeling of nurturing? Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't have it growing up. I shared that. Yeah. And it was going outside in nature and mm -hmm. hiking every mm -hmm. day in the preserve hours, yeah. taking this time. And I remember like, I live kind of looks like where you live. There's this crevice in the mountain and I laid in this crevice and I laid there and I just was like, I'm just going to let it pour in. Yeah. So. And there's a lot of people. So we, you and I have talked about different skills or different ways we've mm -hmm. done things. I mean, that's a journey. I mean, I, I, I was spending years and years of my life to get to that point where I could just straight up talk to the universe and like, all right, tell me what you, what, what do you mean? Tell me. Right. That's what I do for a living. So I better be able to do it for myself. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's how you walk the walk. And so, um, but for anyone who's just listening and is like, well, how do I start that process? Mm -hmm. Just get in nature. Yeah. Quiet yourself. Let the, let the trees talk to you. Well, mm -hmm. what does that mean? That means just lay down and just feel the trees talking. And they may just talk very simply the first time and just by the wind blowing, hearing the leaves, and just feeling better. Feeling you might better. just simply feel better or safer or more comfortable or more at peace. And that's step one. And then you go again, and or you allow more, you allow more, mm -hmm. you allow more. But the nurture word, mm -hmm. that's exactly the thing I had to do. The universe is like, you ready for to let us carry um, some of this? Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be all from humanness. Yeah. It can be, let us be uh, a, a co-contributor mm -hmm. to your experience versus you trying to humanize the entire thing, right. which is what you were learning. Yeah. Same thing with me. That was part of the move to, to L.A., and then it was also about breaking a lot of rules that of time and money and things that were human rules mm -hmm. that I, I uh, was meant to learn. So, and then after three and a half years there, and I had again dialed in. Right. I'm good. Yep. I got it all figured out. Yeah. And, you know, at this time Nikki had finally moved to L.A. We weren't. We didn't even know at that point once I left for L.A. if we were even going to hang out anymore because it was it's so natural, so casual, mm -hmm. and not we didn't try to put labels or identities on any of it. So, but she ends up moving to LA because we just kept this magical thing going mm -hmm. out of just a casualness. I, it's hard to say, but <laughs> it's how it worked. And um, and then the nurse like, hey, why don't you just leave everything and go travel the world? Wow. And that happened for three and a half years. I took another level of being nurtured. Right. And there was many more stories in between of mm -hmm. nurture, nurture, nurture. And I guess the last message, which is such a beautiful message is that for all of us, if we let the universe, if we give opportunity, if we make room for the universe, it will nurture us. Mm 
right? Yeah. And the perfect opportunities are waiting to delight you in your field. Yeah. So start simple. Go sit by a tree in the park, on a hill. Um, Trees are great. Take a walk. Take a walk. Yeah. Snort some grass. Right. I mean. I prefer to inject it myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mainline it. No, I do, though. Every time I hit the preserve, I feel this untethering. Okay, I feel it. I feel my soul just go and swirl and play and I am present and I smell the plants and I look at the cactuses and I touch the dirt and I ground in and I untether. Yeah. And that is you letting Mother Nature uh, reflect your soul. So it's the one time other than you creating to reflect your soul where it's just uh, like, hey, I want to look in the mirror, um, but instead of seeing my human, I want <laughs> to see the soul. That's what you do in nature, by the way. It's really cool. That's I love so feeling cool. That. Yeah, it's, it's that's cool. it exactly. Yeah, yeah, really fun. Well, oh, yep. listen, I am so grateful to have met you and to get to share with you today in such a profound way, and I'm excited for people to hear this mm. amazing story. Uh, really awesome content because you are a star who has come to this earth (laughs) to shine who will truly be here for a long time yeah thanks i um i feel like this is really just it's just getting good like i've and now i'm starting to read the map and the universe is just gonna take me on a wild ride so yeah it's exciting thank you you're very welcome and uh shannon how do we find you how do we find your content how do we uh reach you or um the work that you're doing yeah so i'm on instagram i am shannon woodruff okay um that's the handle i am shannon woodruff Mm -hmm. and i'm creating awesome content over at guidely so um that's facebook instagram youtube and that's spelled g-u-i-d-e-l-y guidely okay Instagram, my favorite place too. Me too. Um, the Al Fuentes, uh, but the awesome. The well, Al Fuentes was taken. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> it's not an ego trip. I just didn't know what else to do. Right. <laughs> so I went with I am because you know when we embody, it's part of my I am. What is yeah. my I am? So yeah. yeah. I, I guess I just must have still went with ego. Yeah. Because I am the only one. No. No, <laughs> that's funny. The Al Fuentes. <laughs> Well, no, but it was a proclamation of finally stepping into my mm-hmm. name and myself. Yeah, so was mine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm excited to get to know you more. I'm excited for you guys to create more content. I know you guys just shifted some marketing and kind of almost relaunched everything, right? The brand and the imaging. Yeah, and definitely. So Guidely um, has a long history of providing personal and spiritual development in the form of meditations and challenges um, as our former name mentors channel we originally housed Deepak Chopra's 21 days of gratitude was picked up by Oprah um, we've hosted several Deepak Chopra Eckhart Tolle um, really cool thought leaders of our time here on earth um, rebranding as guidely we're still providing content um, and personal growth and spiritual growth opportunities um, to to anyone who needs them so cool yeah i'm excited me too